oxygen. Because here's the thing, as most of you have said to me that you don't get enough sleep, which means that most of your systems are running sympathetically, which means that most of your bodies are hypoxic. So I'm gonna scare the shit out of you when I make this statement. Your bodies are more leaning towards death than it is life at this moment if you're hypoxic. I didn't create breathing, I want you to understand that. It's been around since the beginning of humanity, but are we doing it properly? That's the question. This is where it happens. This is where the entire show happens and, and people come here from all over the world to heal their life. So would you like to know an exercise, a treatment, a system to help increase your oxygen levels every single day? Yes? Okay, sit up straight. This is not me. How many heard of a guy named Wim Hof? Some of you have heard of Wim Hof. Let's do, let's do a little Wim Hof breathing. If you're online watching as well, you can do this as well. It's really simple. We're just going to do three breaths. Three simple breaths, and you can do this every day for yourself to get oxygen into the system. Wim Hof studies have shown that people who do this type of breathing increase their lifespan by seven to ten years. Seven to ten years. Okay? Now I'm gonna, I promise you, you guys think I'm all over the place. I'm going to tie all of this together. I'm going to tie all of this together, I promise. Okay, so we're going to breathe in or, and out. We're going to do that for five. And then we're going to hold the breath in this room, let's do it for 15 seconds, okay? And then we're going to let it out. Normally, I would hold for 30 seconds, okay? But because I want to respect everyone's place, if you feel that you can't do it, you need to breathe, then breathe. Is that okay with everyone? Right? Take it to your comfort level, but I just want to show you what to do. Now, when you breathe, you've got to bring your lungs out, right? So you've got to bring your lungs into it. You've got to open the diaphragm up and get oxygen into the system. For those of you at home, if you're sitting there, you may want to stand up, you may want to breathe, you, but you don't want to be slouched over like this. This isn't doing anything, okay? So, take a deep breath in, and out. Okay, that was too slow. We're going to go fast out, whoever. Okay, so follow my lead. It's going to go. Okay, we're going to do count of five. Hold. One, two, three. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. And let it out. And that should happen to some of you, right? Some of that coughing came up, right? Good. Because what's happening when you do that, please understand, you're getting oxygen to the cells at that point. That's what's happening That Let's do two more, Okay. Deep breath in. Deep breath in. Hold it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. How many people feel a little bit of different energy in their system right now? Let's be real, right? A little bit. It's kind of crazy, like this crazy Indian doctor. I didn't believe this shit. Look at this. Pat, thanks for bringing them. Lula, thanks for bringing them. Okay, good. One more. Let's go. Deep breath in. Hold it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. 
Hold it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, and let it out. Okay. Feel different? Feel a little bit more energized? Feel a little bit of blood rushing to the head a little bit? Yes. yes. That's not blood, that's oxygen. You're finally getting oxygen because here's the thing. As most of you have said to me that you don't get enough sleep, which means that most of your systems are running sympathetically, which means that most of your bodies are hypoxic. So I'm going to scare the shit out of you when I make this statement. Your bodies are more leaning towards death than it is life at this moment if you're hypoxic. This was not a motivating talk, was it? I was not claiming to be a motivating guy. If you are not sleeping, that means your body, what's happening is oxygen is getting to your brain and it's waking you up. And those cells have to wake up. And the oxygenation that you're getting inside of your system is allowing your body to actually function inside of it. I didn't create breathing. I want you to understand that. It's been around since the beginning of humanity. But are we doing it properly? That's the question. So the human body is made up very simply. I'm going to, for my doctors in the room and my healthcare people, please understand, we can go into neurophysiology in much deeper levels, but let's keep it general for the purpose of humans in this, or most of us in this room, Okay here sympathetic nervous system and you have a parasympathetic nervous system anyone heard of these before of course some of you have some of you've been studying some health know this you've learned this in basic biology so since you know this I'm gonna ask you as the audience what does the sympathetic nervous system do what is its main role someone said it Fight, flight, or freeze. Good. What that means is this. I'll give you an example. Remember when the 82-year-old lady was up here? And she was dancing, getting you guys dancing? Miss Lula? And you guys were all like... That's freezing. <laughs> That's called freezing. She's up here bringing the energy. And you guys are like, oh, do I have to dance? Do I have to move? But that's a frozen state. Now, in this room, if for some reason, you know, everyone's heard this analogy, so I'll use it again, but a saber-toothed tiger ran into this room. Everyone in this room would be like, oh, my God, there's a tiger in this room, except maybe a couple of you. A couple of you would be like, yeah, I got this. I'll fight this thing. Not me. <laughs> I'd be the first one out of the door because I'm already standing. But some of you would do that. That's the sympathetic nervous system saying, get the F out of here, Right? Fight or freeze. Go. Some of you would get frozen like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. That's what that nervous system, part of the nervous system does. It's a protective mechanism of the nervous system. It's the catabolic part of your nervous system. It's the breakdown part of your nervous system. We all need it. Everyone has it. You have to function with it. Does that make sense? Okay. Now, the parasympathetic nervous system. Who's going to talk to me about the parasympathetic nervous system? What does that represent? Rest and digest. This is, this is the part of the nervous system where it's on vacation. And it's getting a massage, getting fed grapes, thinking, oh my God, this is what heaven should feel like. The sun is bathing, you're sunbathing, getting more color. I don't need that, but someone does. And you're just relaxing, everything is easy. That's the parasympathetic nervous system, where it's resting, it's digesting. And so most people think that their body is resting and digesting. 
And that's what they need more of. The more rest and digest I get, the better I'll be. Because most people are living in a state of sympathetic challenge all the time. So, but the truth is, is we pretty much work on the sympathetic during the daytime and parasympathetic during the nighttime. That's when these two systems come into place. That's why I asked you the question a little while ago that if you're at night and you argue with your spouse and you get into an argument and you know, like, you know, like, sleep is screwed. I am so, I don't know about you guys, but for me, I am very anal on my sleep and recovery. Anyone in this room like that? A couple of you are. Okay, so I am very much like that. I am like a biohacker on steroids. No steroids, just biohacker, right? Like I study everything. My aura ring tells me everything. My, there was a point, you guys know what a whoop, whoop band is? Okay, so let me just give you a, a, an example. I had, this is a bio tracker inside my body, okay? It checks my heart rate, rhythm, all this stuff. I had another one on my wrist because that also checked my rhythms. I had another one on my arm, on my eye watch. And I also was wearing one around my chest inside that. I know, a little neurotic. I get it. Here's why I did it. Because I said, I want to know which information is the most correct. Right? I wanted to know what's the most accurate thing I could wear. Because everyone claims that theirs is the best. And I said, I want to know what the most accurate is. So what I did is I looked at it and I found it. And I, I said, okay, these were, this was more accurate, most accurate. And I found that the Aura Ring and the iWatch was relatively accurate. And when you work out, you can wear around the, the heart rate. But that's what I found. So my point is, is that I study this stuff as a specimen. I look through all of it through my own eyes. So now, what I'm, my point is this, is that last week, I had this beautiful girlfriend named Amanda. So who knows Amanda in this room? Yeah, some of you guys know Amanda. She's amazing. And she decided at 9 o'clock at night to pick a fight with me. 9 o'clock at night to pick a fight with me. It's not the fact that she picked the fight. I'm happy to do the fight in the morning. Totally okay with the fight in the morning. I'm totally okay being a jerk and having the problem in the morning. Calling me an in the morning. Do whatever you got to do. Just do it in the morning because what's going to happen at night is this. Is that I'm going to get angry. There's going to be challenges. There's going to be emotions. And what's going to happen is the sympathetic nervous system is going to kick up. Correct? And then if that's going to happen, what happens to the blood pressure? It goes up. What happens to the heart rate? It goes up. What happens to the, the sleep? It goes down. What happens to the recovery? It goes down. And so what happened that night... I said, I love you so much that I'm willing to fight with you tonight. So we had our wonderful argument. It wasn't a fight. Like you guys, it was a disagreement. But disagreements can turn into challenging moments, can't they? Of course they can. So you want to look at your life and say, are you balanced between the sympathetic and parasympathetic? But what happens is this, is most people are running on a sympathetic constant state. How many people in this room, be honest with yourself, are getting seven to eight hours of quality sleep a night? Okay, that's five people in the room. I'm going to ask you a different way. How many people are not getting seven to eight hours of quality sleep a night? Okay, but keep your hands up. No, no, don't, don't keep them up. Do it with pride. Say, I don't sleep, and I'm proud of that. Okay? Why? Why do you think that is? For, not, for most of you, I don't know if you're eating late at night. I don't know if you're doing these things. But for most of you, in my, in my work that I've studied over the years, it's that our sympathetic nervous system is running our body. I asked you a question a little while ago. How many people want to lose weight? How many people in this room have done diets before and had no results? Put up your hands. 
Of course you have. Because the diet is not the problem. The problem is your nervous system is working overtime all the time. It's always in a state of fight, flight, or defense. There's always a guard up. Always something's going to attack me. Something's going to happen. Someone's going to, something's going to happen. I don't know what it is. And no matter what, I've got to stay protected. Because if I don't, this is going to activate. I had, um, obviously, Hurricane, uh, what was it, Ian, the other day. My daughter's in Florida, and she's in um, Fort Lauderdale, but, so she was all right, necessarily. But I have friends of mine in Naples, and I got calls, and I got a call today, and this is a super well-known individual. And she's like, I need to connect with you soon, because I lost both homes. And she goes, that's not the problem. I have insurance on that. But I'm having nightmares because of this. That's a form of PTSD. I want you to understand that. That's a form of PTSD. She's never been to war. She's never, but that's a form of PTSD going through that. She's having nightmares because of this. How many people have nightmares in their life? Many of you will. Okay, but here's what happens. Let's say you have an experience in your life. And every single moment, as I said, our body is creating this neurochemistry and telling us what is happening, what's not happening. And our whole system is constantly working through this, this function of making sure we're protected. How many people want to live in abundance? Fantastic. You can't get to abundance because your body works on survival. Please understand, your nervous system doesn't care about abundance. It doesn't care. It feels good. I'm abundant. I love the idea of it. But the nervous system lives on survival. And we say abundance is just the parasympathetic nervous system. I've taken neuro studies of this. And I've seen people who said that they lived in abundance. And I look at their scans. And 100% of them, their cortisol is up and the norepinephrine and the epinephrine is up. Which means that the sympathetic nervous system is firing nonstop. So I'm here to teach you to sit and say, I love the idea of abundance. But you've got to get there systematically by healing yourself. It can't be arbitrary. It can't be like a lot of people will sit and say, I just, you know, just move from stress to abundance by just thinking and being that way. That doesn't work that way. You've got episodes. You've got experiences. Like, for example, let's say someone in this room, let's say you were five years old, and someone came along, and at five years old, would you say that you really don't know what's going on? You're a play pretty playful kid. You're walking around. You're playing with your, your Tonka trucks. Do they still have Tonka trucks? Yeah, they do? All right, cool. I don't So you, let's say you're playing with your Tonka trucks, and you, you have your Tonka trucks, and then all of a sudden, something comes in, and you hear mommy and daddy fighting. And that Tonka truck game that you've been playing, you felt so good, you hear mommy and daddy fighting, and they start arguing inside that. And you start to say, oh, my God, what's going to happen? What part of your nervous system now kicks in? Sympathetic, Right? And that sympathetic now kicks in and says, oh no, what's going to happen? And let's say something horrific happens. Mom and dad get into a fight, get into an argument, and someone gets hit, and you watch it, you experience that. Anyone in the, you don't have to say yes to that. It, ha it happens more often than you think, is my point. More often than you think. And then you say, oh my God, you cry. You're like, oh my God, stop. This is, this is the worst thing ever, the worst day of my life. And then what happens? 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes later, an hour later, they give you a cookie, they give you some milk, maybe more cookies, and you feel a little bit better, don't you? 
What happened to that memory? It's stored. It got stored in your system. The human body is the conduit of consciousness. It is the conduit of consciousness. It got stored within your system, all of it. And it's literally functioning and now put stress mode. So anytime someone says relationship, fight, oh my God, what triggers? You don't know about it. It's not telling you, hey, look, remember that time you had a fight? It stays latent in what Freud used to call the subconscious mind. I don't like that term. It's not subconscious. It's your latent awareness. It's running your random access memory consistently. Is this making sense? Consistently running your random access memory. So, Julie, right? She said, I'm not in a relationship. Fantastic. Do you think if she was in a relationship that was loving, caring, happy, joyful, excited, fantastic, she didn't say, I can't wait to get another one. Or if she said, that's I hate him. I hate men. I hate relationships. I hate everything. That's with Which one is going to cause a greater level of stress in her system? The second, the latter. So you tell me, is she going to move towards a relationship if that's running her random access memory? There's no way. There's no way. Most people live this idea and this fantasy of the, the why is more important. Just the why. Just know your why. And that's all that matters. And I'm going to sit and tell you, the why is not the answer. The why is not the answer. If I asked you all right now, why do you want to be whatever you want to be, whether it be successful in life, whether it be financially successful, whether it be healthy, whether it be a multi-gazillionaire, or whether it be that you just want to spend time with your family and, and be healthy, or, or build a business, or open a garden, I don't care what it is, you would all tell me, you know your why. You're going to sit and say, my family, my kids, I want to be an inspiration, I want to do that. You know that answer. So my question to people as I travel across the world is, then why not? Why haven't you done it? What's stopping you? And what's stopping you is this thing in the middle causing your random access memory to operate consistently. This is what I call a root experience. And this root experience is consistently running. So here's the thing, is if this five-year-old kid has this trauma and, or, or this root experience, sympathetic is going to be dominated in that state, right? Okay, so sympathetic is dominated. What hormone is going to be released? Cortisol. What, nor, what nor, uh, neurotransmitters are going to be released? Norepinephrine and epinephrine, right? So if norepinephrine and epinephrine are released, my healthcare people, what's that going to trigger in the mus muscular activity? More relaxed muscle tension or increased muscle tension? Increased muscle tension. So if that's going to increase muscle tension, is that going to increase blood pressure? Yes. 100%. 100%. Is that going to increase tactility and contractility in facial structure and cause TMJ issues and body issues? 100%. Is that going to cause an issue with digestion, diverticulitis, IBS, processing of foods? Yes, it is. All of those things come into play because the whole system is now contracted. Now, this is just a small case. What if there's a major root experience that comes along and the whole body says, freeze for a large period of time. Now what happens to oxygen? It stops, doesn't it? The oxygenation stops. The whole breathing system stops. And now this is frozen in your system. So what happens to now breathing? It goes shallow, What's your nightly breathing go? Higher or lower? Higher. Because you need more breaths per minute to get oxygen into your system. So you get more breaths inside of that. So now you're breathing at a faster rate. 
And oxygen, your breathing is faster. Okay? Now, what's happening to your system? All these, lo- all these symptoms are happening inside of it. But now we're going to believe that we need something to go clear this. And we need a medication. We need an excedrin. We need a- all this stuff to make our life better inside of it. But the truth was, is that that was a root experience. Now, here's the interesting thing. Here's the interesting thing that I want you to gather. A dear friend of mine is a mortality expert. Basically, he worked for the insurance companies. And the insurance companies paid him to predict, predict when someone would die. Do you think insurance companies have enough information and data to put patterns together to assess? Yes, they do, 100%. And this guy was one of five people in the world that could pinpoint it within a three-month period. Yeah, that's scary. Crap, right? Super scary. I don't want to know that. I don't want to know that. And here's the thing. Him, he was in a room with a bunch of oncologists, doctors, and he was doing a presentation with them. And the one thing that all healthcare providers, and you guys in healthcare, you tell me, can all agree upon, is that oxygen, hypoxia, at the end of the day, is the ultimate cause of death. Lack of oxygen. To the brain, to the heart, to the cells, to everywhere, right? I don't know what specialty you're in, but at the end of the day, it's hypoxia, which means a lack of oxygen. It's a big technical medical term that just means I have no oxygen in my system. Okay, you tell me, doctors, because you're the doctor today, not me, because doctor just means teacher. And the ultimate doctor is the one who heals himself, because you all heal yourself. You all had COVID, right? And you're all here, therefore you healed yourself, correct? Yes. So you're the healer. If you put oxygen into the system, your body begins to work better. If you enjoy this episode, make sure you subscribe so you're notified when the next episode is posted. Rate, review, and share this podcast with someone you think will like it. And remember, you can always find the visual version of this podcast on my YouTube channel. Just search Dr. Rewired. Thank you for listening. I'll catch you at the next perfect time. Thanks a lot.